Welcome back again to the Heavy Shell Podcast. I'm your host, West, and with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca. Hello. And Moose. Hello. And I'd like to think we've got a good show for you today. It's going to be kind of a meta episode, if you will, if I'm using the word right, in that uh, we're going to be discussing how a few things about how the gamer is always right, but sometimes also wrong. But also, we're gamers, so is it that we're wrong? So what we're or saying is that the title of this episode is right. a lie. No, yes. no, no. Well, I mean, well, it depends. At the end of the episode, will we be right in that the gamers are wrong? But we're gamers. That would make us right. Yeah, but like, if, if the thing is that if we're wrong, we're gamers, so we're wrong, right? But if we're right... But if we're gamers, right about we're, that fact, so we're right. So no matter what, the title is fucked. You know, like I, I, it's it's just it's just out the window. It's it's totally just. Uh, I'll tell you what's fucked: our rating to be open for kids because we've not cussed twice. Uh, so that's yep. out the window. We're gonna have to change the rating now. So uh, thank you, <laughs> Luca. Do you have any I'm other clean. words you'd like to throw Look in? Look at here? that. Yeah. Like get it all out. out get it nope. all out. But not nope, actually. Mute your mic before you do. It's good. I mean, it's this fine. isn't a Christian stream, but you know. Like, I'd like to be able to show my grandkids someday. Yep. Your grandkids will probably have newfangled swear words to say. So <laughs> You're right. they won't even it won't even register for them. You know? <laughs> It'll be like old Whitakers or something that Luke like is that. Using. Oh god. So all that being said, um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Valheim today and the nature of its early access, which kind of will, in some ways, poo-poo on our argument a bit. Because uh, the argument being, to get right to it, is me and Luca were talking about this the other day offline. And the opinion that I was trying to form was that it's kind of a bit much when gamers demand a certain thing of a video game because it kind of goes against the artists uh the developers intention of like what kind of game they wanted to make but then again early access is like the perfect time to be doing just that so so just to clarify this is not another here's how great valheim is episode no, there's no, no. there's more there's more to it than just yeah. than just praise and and this is something that isn't unique to valheim yeah, um, so that's why we're going to get into every other single games. Mm-hmm. early access title has to deal with. And so the particular Valheim for the moment is there's a certain mechanic in that in the materials that you're mining, you're going to have more precious metals that are very, very important to get better gear. But you can't use portals like you would in Minecraft to transport these metals. So what that forces the player to do is you have to set out and explore and then figure out a way to bring those metals back. Okay, I have two questions Mm -hmm. as someone who does not play Valheim. So Minecraft's portals are like stationary things that you build, right? Mm -hmm. And then they let you go through a different dimension where Mm -hmm. travel is faster, basically. Yes. Is it the same kind of, do those same portals exist in Valheim at all? No, they're they're just not point to point. There are portals, but they are point to point. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so you can travel through these portals mm-hmm. and, and with you most travel... resources. With most okay, resources, so, just not with so ore. The resources <laughs> a lot of questions to build up to this. The resources, are they in your inventory or are they in like a cart or like in the forest where you have to kinda carry them around on your shoulder? No, they're they're in your inventory. And it like just a, won't let you teleport if you have ores in your inventory. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> now, so okay, okay. What that I'm, I'm means is though you. is that you have to essentially problem solve and figure out a way. Okay, so how are we going to get this stuff across? And usually in the beginning, it's very easy because 
it's just a matter of like, look, it's really far by ground. And, um, you just build a road and then you use a cart and then you haul it. And then that's just part of the grind of the game. You know, I actually don't mind that kind of stuff because I just put on a good podcast and I literally, sometimes I'll just jump on. I'm not trying to slay any bosses, kill anything. I'm just literally going to dig a road or mine some copper just to c- contribute, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like an infrastructure project. Yeah, yeah. Most single player or co-op survival games kind of have available to the player. Mm-hmm. But eventually, depending on the land you settled, stuff is going to get either really, really far, or you will completely strip your island of all the precious metal. So now you got to set out and build a boat. The boats are limited on how much they can store. They only have like four slots in the beginning. And I think the the biggest well, in boat the beginning, maybe has no eight. Slots. Yeah, in the beginning you have no, 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 no. slots. Um, the biggest boat has... Uh, I want to say like 24. It has as many slots as are in your inventory. Yeah. But yeah, the, the middle boat, which is, I would say, the one that people on the server have been making the most because, let's be honest, the top tier boat is pretty resource intensive, right? Mm-hmm. Like four slots. That's it. That's all you get. Yeah. And so with that, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong while you're transporting stuff. You might come across cracking. You might get jumped by some eels whenever you pull up to some swampland or something, and then you can lose all your materials. Uh, I don't mind this. It's It just brings a challenge and kind of a charm to the game. But a lot of players are like, no way, Jose. No more. This is stupid. Just let us use the portals for whatever we want. I think that's kind of like saying, easy mode, please. And I don't like it, but that being said, anyone who's played Valheim with me has heard me moan and complain nonstop about the stamina and how it's OP. Yep. You exhale, you run out of stamina. You inhale, you run out of stamina. I, for the viewer, do you want to do you want to try and think of j- just you know maybe a quarter? Because I'm sure you know that that's all we'll have time for. The things that actually take stamina. It's like swimming, jumping, attacking, blocking, running, uh, swimming. Right? What else? You know, every action uh, you do in the game takes building, stamina. We're breaking like in stuff Zelda. Down. Because they said they were inspired by the they were inspired by a mix of Zelda and Skyrim. Yeah. Right. I see a little bit of both in there. Especially in the stamina system, we know where, where, where they got that from. Mm-hmm. But if I remember correctly, Zelda, like if you were climbing up entire mountainsides, you're going to get a little winded. I'm getting winded three chops into a tree cutting. And, yeah, and I think it's just too much. But am I like, am I more valid like by telling the people who complain about the portals, like, quit crying, enjoy the game? Yet I'm like, can I have my inhaler, please? <laughs> I so, mean, so the, the issue is that I'm trying to find out where the issue is in this. Because I guess the question would be, are the devs happy with this system as is? Or have they said that they were going to look into improving it? I'm, I'm glad you asked that because just before the podcast started, I did see... Um, that the devs are open to the idea of okay. opening up the portals for Ori. But, you know, there had to have been a creative decision, which I feel is pretty sound, as to why they did it this way in the first place, of have it to where you have to, you can't take Ori through portals. Because so, it's, so what's, what's me, me it's completely this. shaped how I have to play the game, and I like it. It's more of a, a journey, like a, a challenge, a work thing I have to do. But well, then, it, it reminds me a lot of um, in a lot of open world games, um, you'll see like a mod or a challenge or whatever, some indication there are people who are really trying not to use the fast travel feature, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a certain a certain value and experience that comes from just traversing through the world, right? And I think that this is a really nice balance because it means that you can sort of travel long distances, but there are also times that it really forces you to like take these long sea journeys. And I, I like what I'm working on right now, I have to take a lot of long sea journeys 
a lot. Um, and I, I think it's great, right? I think it's a good balance. Uh, whereas apparently other people disagree, you know? Um, but I, I think there's actually value to having that, mm-hmm. you know? I think uh, it was a player do that. fog mind and I kind of agreed in the beginning that we wish they didn't put portals in the game at all. And then that would have kind of really made it to where you had to work around the challenges of traveling the terrain and getting resources from here and there. However, after like, uh, it was like, it was earlier this week, me and Luca, we had one simple mission, get iron out of the swamp. And we, we found the new continent. We were going to, like, we found, like, the one meadow that exists on the entire continent. Meadow is, like, the safe land, right? And we were surrounded by black forest, swamp, and plains. Black forest, think of black forest as, like, easy challenge, medium is a swamp, and then plains is hard, right? As far as biomes go. And it was all around us. Like, we literally have things from the plains so close that they're walking to the meadows to mess with our shit. See, it's funny because those names, I would think that the Black Forest would be the hardest and the Plains would probably be the easiest. No. No, no. That's an that's 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 inter- that's an odd design decision. I will I will be bold. The thing about the Plains that too that's funny decision. is that it's like it's this it, it kind of looks peaceful at first because it's just like golden grass or whatever and then like really nice abandoned villages you know really like, pretty <laughs> rock outcropping with really big woolly creatures being strung up on no, trees. no 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 i'm saying at first glance when you don't see any of the creatures or the villages stuff it looks like oh this is is this valhalla like it looks pretty golden grass you have these pretty red trees it's and then you find out those red trees is or because they're dripping with blood because you're gonna die yeah. here and you I do mean, yeah, all the time Pretty much like there, I, I don't think I've known anyone yet to make a easy planes run to where you made it from one end to the other. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure that you know there are like top tier, you know, like MLG players out there who just have all iron equipment. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, what are these plebs talking about? And uh, to that, I all I can say is I'm not you. I'm sorry. I apologize. But to get to my point is that uh, after we had traveled here, and then we kept dying. And then we had these extravagant, we have to travel from the old continent all the way back to the other one. and Because I forgot to set my spawn point one time, yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. We were never more ready to set up portals in our life. And it made it so much easier once we set up portals. So portals have their place. And it makes sense. However, I don't agree with the ore system, you know, I mean, like we can just go in circles. That's pretty much where I stand, but also the stamina thing. I wish they would fix that because, uh, it, it gets a little tiresome having to take a break every 27 seconds. Cause I'm winded and there's nothing that can be done about it. That's just the game. That's how it's going to play. If you're getting jumped by a bunch of, uh, graylings and stuff, like, even if it's four, you guys are going to get winded. I think if they gave you more stamina, like, it should be you're not getting winded unless you're cutting down trees like a madman. Like, you're literally running from tree to tree and chopping them down. Or if you're getting jumped by, like, ten different things, then it would make sense to get winded. You shouldn't get winded just going uphill. There's another issue with the stamina, which is um the the analogy that i tend to use for it is it's kind of like um it's like you have a reserve but you can only load the reserve you know like let's say you know there's five you know units in your reserve and you can only load it one at a time right you get to the bottom of that reserve and it's it's torturous because you have to wait to charge up enough stamina to swing your um you know your weapon at the creature but you don't have enough stamina to like dodge away and you don't have enough stamina to block so it's just sort of like well what am i supposed to do you, you, you get know? stamina and it's locked. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly, right? And it's like, this happens all the time because everything drags from one pool. And you can, like, eat to increase your total stamina, but because everything is dragging from the same pool, it, you know, you go up to a fight and you're like, okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm entering a fight now. 
Make sure I'm not running. Don't jump over anything. Make sure I take the path of least resistance. <laughs> don't you know, don't okay, look I've... too cool while charging into battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, I have to like old lady shimmy into this battle so I have enough stamina to fight these things. You know, it's... you can't fight so, like you're some Viking warrior. You have to fight like a dude who works in an office that has been dropped in this Viking land, and you have to be very, very careful. <laughs> so, so I'm going to, um, in my infinite ignorance. I'm going to to diagnose the issue here, right? And this this is drawing just from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the issue referring to teleportation or transportation, stamina, stuff like that. So first of all, open world games tend to do a very good job of making it fun to explore the first time, and then after that, you don't want to explore it again, right? Because you're not exploring; you're going down the same roads. Um, so, for instance, Fallout 4. Exploring Fallout 4, if you are playing that game for the first time, it is awesome. Yeah. And then every time after that, it's kind of okay at best. Because it's it's not like it's not like Fallout 4 is full of these one-time events where it's like, whoa, look at this epic explosion that just happened. It's just the the rhythm of the game's exploration. You learn what enemies are in what areas. And you learn, you know, where there's a raider base and where there's a turret and all that. So it gets kind of boring. Well, in in the hardcore mode, um, I think it's called survival mode, actually. I'm not sure. You can't fast travel. So what you, you, you have to walk down the same roads all the time. Or you can ally with this one faction in the game, and you can get a pseudo-fast travel where they carry you in a helicopter. So in my survival mode playthrough, I do that. But the game was not built around using that helicopter transportation system. I, f- I feel like it was kind of slapped on at the end. So basically, a lot of open world games have this issue where they present you with an open world that is very engaging and active, and then the, just the density of constant enemies to fight makes it impenetrable in, in future playthroughs, or if you're doing anything based on an objective. Um, Ark Survival Evolved has instances like this, where you're running across a beach and there's 15 different kinds of dinosaurs coming to kill you. And that's really cool if you're like going to make your home here, but that's really lame if you're just traveling. Um, And and especially they don't provide good transportation methods. Like very few people use the horses in Skyrim because they're slow and they're weak and you can't do cool stuff off the back of them. So like, you know, if, if you want to play Skyrim without using the teleportation methods, what the game gives you is a very, very poor alternative. The, the other part of the issue, from what I hear, is it sounds like the developers weren't very explicit in how they wanted things to be handled. Um, in the forest, like I had referenced, when you're moving resources, they're big resources. You have to build carts to transport them. Mm-hmm. But it does sound like there's a serious disconnect between, you know, you mine ore and you put it in your inventory, just like anything else. But then because it's ore, you can't teleport. If the ore was like you know, big chunks and you have to load them up onto carts and the carts are too big to fit into the portals or the portal system was different. So that it was very like, you know, little runes or, or consumables. Okay, well, it makes sense that, you know, your cart can't consume a potion to teleport. Um, so, so, so that sounds like the second problem. But the end result is, and it's like this for other games, Rust comes to mind, a situation where the developers aren't very clear and so the community says, here's our solution. And that's not to say that the developers don't have a specific design goal in mind to fix these problems, but that the community is very eager to go out and show what they would like to to be implemented. That's it. That's my spiel. No, I think you make a good point with the between the helicopter kind of being the pseudo-fast travel and how they kind of put those pieces together. I think they could have done a better job in Valheim instead of just saying, no, you can't. They should have instead been like, well, you know, you can't fit Here's the card why. in here or like the metal can't transport because it's a metal and blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. You, you can only use the teleporter if you don't have any items in your inventory because all your items leave at the spot you teleported from. God, that would suck. That would suck so It'd be bad. like Terminator, right? Yeah, that, that would be too much. Then you just coat your items in meat, and now they can suddenly teleport? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I, mean, I gotta say, though, like, with this game, 
and as far as like their teleport stuff goes, like if you're doing a small thing, like hey, I'm just gonna get on because I want to finish up the roof on this house, and I'm just gonna go cut some trees down to get the wood. Well, if you didn't set your spawn point and you don't have teleporters up, a small thing of 15 minutes to just like cut some trees down and you forgot to eat and then you get jumped by some boars and you're winded because you've been cutting a tree and then all of a sudden (laughs) you actually die to boars, which is like the smallest creature in the game. And then you're teleported back to spawn. This little 15 minutes of getting on and play turns into like an hour ordeal of getting your life back in order in Valheim because of one little mistake. Luca knows this. He's made this mistake multiple times. The game is unforgiving. Only, only in a lot of, several. Come on. Yeah. The, the game is very unforgiving in a lot of these things. But I struggle because I like Valheim so much. I struggle with the, okay, is this game broken in this sense? Or is it I'm not respecting the mechanics, like I'm being lazy about it? You know, like I should have been more careful. I shouldn't just let boys walk up on me and gank me in the night, you know? Um, I, th- I think part of it is it it has to lie on the devs to an extent for, for all sorts of these things. Um, yeah. Be, because certain, if if you have to play in a way that takes you out of the game, it it doesn't make for good gameplay so so it's the most effective way to play and i think about the rust comes to mind where there's a lot of stuff that people do for efficiency that is very it's it's not necessarily unimmersive because i wouldn't call rust a very immersive experience but it distances you from what the game is supposed to be conceptually and it it kind of corrupts rust in that sense so so a very simple example you can crouch to move silently or you can move normally or you can sprint and if you move normally or sprint it's louder and louder so what people do is they spam the crouch button while moving forward so it's like it's like whack-a-mole as you just jut up and down for the fastest way to get to your location silently right Mm -hmm. Um, and that's terrible it's not like it's a bad thing and you know people they consider that kind of movement when they're engaging in pvp it's controllable it defines their play style. Same thing with watching your stamina in Valheim. But it's something that takes you out of the game in terms of like a smooth gameplay experience. You don't want to have to micromanage too many things, especially if they happen very, very commonly. Um, but I mean, the big the big saving grace here is that Valheim is early access still. That's a perfect segue, because that's what I was going to ask, is like, is it all up for grabs while it's early access? that gamers should... Because, I mean, there's been a lot of people complaining about the teleportation stuff. But since it's not my problem, I can't really sympathize with them. However, like I said, Gibbs inhaler, please. Because I'm tired of the standard <laughs> stuff. They're going to add that item just to just to mock you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to use stamina to use the inhaler. <laughs> and it just evens out every time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a game um called Breathage, Breathage. It's been Breathage, kind of yeah. uh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're crapped in space. on a bit. And you know that those devs, I feel like they hate gamers at times because at one point they literally make you go through like this six step process to make this item and then they tell you, by the way, this thing is useless. You can't use it for anything. Well, it's it's supposed to be like this meta thing where it's like oh, it's supposed to be they're funny, recognizing the like trope in games where they have you craft like the first thing to teach you how to do it, right? But we're gonna make it useless because a lot of times they're you know not good items that you have to craft. Ha ha, funny, you know. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it, but it I want my fair, thirty I, minutes I, of my I, life I'm I moved I'd, a lot yeah. quicker through that game than last for whatever reason, mm-hmm. right? It did not take me as long to get to the point of crafting that, and even I found it a little bit like... Oh, no, no. On that part, it didn't eh. take me a long time. Like, that part was easy for me. It was later stuff okay. that I was like... And I found out, because um, Skill Up did a review, if you want to check it out. He pretty much talked about how they wrote so many jokes into the game 
that eventually you're like tired of hearing these stupid jokes, so you start to tune it out. But the narrator who's saying these dumb jokes every now and then gives you very specific instructions on where you're supposed yeah. to be going. And I didn't hear those instructions. So I'm like, so where do I go? I, I, know, I know I need this. I'm seeing that my skill tree or item tree, development tree, says I can create this next. So I guess I should create that next. You know, not knowing that I got hinted that there's an area down below I need to go. Um, so it ends up being just a very frustrating experience altogether. Uh, the game more, the game has a lot of pace issues. But, no one will yeah. be seated during the Breath Edge hate segment of the podcast. Yeah. So um, don't worry. It's, it's uh, We're ending it now. But uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> be warned of that game. But no, like just as, uh, yeah, they just got stuff in there that seems like a waste of the player's time. Uh, I don't feel that with Valheim too much because they feel I feel like everything's balanced or has a purpose or reason. But it is, again, an early access, so this is the best time for gamers to kind of air their complaints and hopefully get things changed. But that goes back into what I was saying earlier, is uh, do we have much of a say, or should we just respect the game that the that, that they put out? If you don't like it, go play something else kind of thing. You well, know? I, th- I think it, like ultimately it's entirely down to them about, like, how important is XYZ feature to them, right? Because mm-hmm. fundamentally, I think the dev has a different perspective than um, the gamer uh, about a game. And so there are going to be things that like don't necessarily matter that much to the audience that might matter a lot to them. Like, you know, some aspect of their vision, which like the community might say, oh, that's neat, but can you fix the stamina system? Right? They, okay, they don't care so much about that. But if they really are invested in the stamina system or the teleportation system or whatever, I mean, it's down to them, right? Mm-hmm. What they value and, and what makes up their vision, quote-unquote, you know? Um, and, I mean, I think, like, I think it's good or, 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 or a very, like, neat aspect of, of the way games work now where you can have these outdates put up in or out. Oh, Ooh, Ooh, updates put out rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like community <laughs> feedback and so on as, as the game, uh, ages that like the community can say, actually, um, could you please do this or could you please do that? You know, I think it's one of like the, the actually positive aspects of the, the sort of digital direction of, of gaming, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all down to them. I don't know if it's about it's whether or not we have a right to, you know. They they, uh, so they have I'm, an interesting I'm, challenge. Go on. Yeah, I'm I'm going to contrast uh, with with Luca's opinion here. If you are going to release a game as early access, and then not have community feedback a very large focus in your development structure, you're just doing early access for money now. Maybe that's okay. I, you know, uh, there, there, there are plenty of companies that can do that. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't going to listen to the people who are playing your game early, why make anyone play your game early, right? It just has to be for financial purposes. Um, yeah, but so, I, on the other hand, I, the, the users, they are very frequently, I would like to say very frequently, maybe, maybe that's not accurate. They're just incorrect about what they want and what they think the game would be better with. I keep on going to Rust. I'm sorry, but I have a lot of experience with it, and I was in it with early access. Mm-hmm. Um, two two things, really quick. The players said that they wanted the nighttime to be like it was in Legacy Rust. Right? There was a change that was made, and the players were like, I want it to be like Legacy Rust, pitch black, and you're using flashlights. And they did that. And ever since they did that, there have been endless complaints about the nights being too dark. Because they didn't actually want it to be like Legacy Rust. They just wanted it to be like Legacy Rust without being like it. Anyways. Second yeah, thing. There was a uh, there was a a addition that um Helk, who is like the lead developer of Rust uh, on the on the team, Helk was like, Are, do you guys really want this? And it was sashes where you could see if someone has a something classified as a weapon on them, you see it on their side or on their back, and there's a sash across their chest. That way people who don't look like they have any gear can't pull out like a submachine gun and go mow you down. People are like, yes, yes, we really want it. And it's been probably the least useful thing in Rust 
ever because if you don't have a weapon, people still kill you on sight. And if you have clothes, people assume you have your weapon, so they kill you on sight. It's like two two little things that the community was very passionate about that doesn't quite reach the... Um, it, it doesn't fit with the development of the game or how the game actually plays. I'm sure there are more examples. <laughs> no, no, those changes haven't yet tanked Rust, though, correct? Oh, absolutely not. No, th- okay. these these are small things that are just... Uh, honestly, it reminds me of like the stamina issue where well actually no it's it's less than the stamina issue stamina issue sounds a little bit a little bit more important to resolve um just you know small things that the community is like yes 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 we really want this and then it comes and it's not well received or completely forgotten about but that is the purpose of early access because if the players want it it's it's good especially in terms of building faith with your community to say hey we are going to listen to what you say even if we aren't sure about it ourselves, we want you to understand. In, in my mind, that is the purpose of early access. I don't know. I, like, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I suppose I just, I feel like, um, okay, so take the teleportation issue, right? If they, if they want to make a game and they want to, if, if part of the idea is to have people, um, traversing through the world right and they they feel like okay well we've come up with this way to make a good balance and people are like oh you know i don't like this it's like okay well people don't like that but that's sort of like the point of the game or or not the point of the game but it's like if to them that was a very important part of the game they had envisaged and then other people are saying like okay well i don't hate the feature but i think it's kind of silly that it just like magically you can't do metal and i given they are open to changing it but like if those are two sections of feedback that they're getting and they say, well, we're not going to just change that feature entirely because we think it's a good way of getting this end goal, which is sort of the vision that we had, right? Um, or a piece of it. and But they say, okay, this other one, we'll listen to this. I think that that's still perfectly valid, you know? And oh, is yeah, still yeah, absolutely. Taking I, I'm not saying it. that I'm, I'm not, I'm you, not saying that, like... Development by committee. Yeah, okay, okay. See, I'm, I'm just that, saying that, like... I think it is ultimately down to the de- uh, to the developer to take the feedback from the community and then try to distill that into a good game that sort of meets what they're trying to make, you know? Yes, but yeah. taking taking the feedback from the community is the key part of early access. Yeah. Not necessarily I'll, implementing I'll it, agree with that. But, yeah. Just, yeah. but just accepting it in the first place. Because regardless of what the developers had in mind, if people have a problem with your system, your system needs to improve. It's, uh, not, well, it's not like the uh, only see, way to fix... that's where I disagree, though. Oh, oh, go take it, take it. Just because people see a problem with the system doesn't mean that it is actually a problem. It's more of a, it's just not their preference. Now, okay, yeah, it'd see, be really great example. if they could find a good middle of the road. And, like, I think they should have something more than in-game. Because you get things from these bosses in Valheim that make things a little easier. Like a stamina push. Or uh, the, the second elder helps you cut down trees faster. Maybe down the road, there's something like if you're late game, we don't want you to be wrestling with this whole or meta game of having to do all this extended travel. You probably have traveled half the flat planet by now. So let's make it easier for you. You've been here long enough. We're going to give you a potion or a spell or a blessing from a god that lets you take metal wherever you want through whatever portal you need. I think that but would be good. That is still a change. It, it's a change, but it's not like a permanent change through the game. In that, because people are just saying right now, people are just saying no. Let me take medals through whatever. Like don't I don't have to earn it. Just make it a thing. Essentially, they're like make it easy for me. And the thing that well, here, gives Valheim its charm is that through its little challenges, it kind of subconsciously motivates you to set out and explore to get these materials that unlock more things that make it easier to unlock more things like the classic formula of video games, you know, of unlocking inspires more unlocking and more achieving so on and so forth. Mm. Like with the first boss after that, you get the pickaxe and with the pickaxe, you can then start to shape the world. You can mine copper without troll slavery. Look at you, York in the chat. Um, You can do things like that. Now, so I I fear I fear that you've misinterpreted what I'm saying because when I say if people have negative feedback something needs to change I don't mean 
you need to follow what they're saying the solution is. But it, it seems like it, the fact that we're talking about this or transportation is an issue. You just listed multiple different solutions based on fighting bosses, providing with permanent bonuses, the, you know, the possibility of potions. Those are all changes. But as, as the, de- the developers, when they have people saying this is a problem, they should change it. Not, not, not just because they are bowing to player preference, but because something that doesn't work in your game for the player experience shouldn't be in your game. I mean, just kind of... And I think that's where it's we're not, just going to be fun, at a constant difference it. of like... Because I'm going to get into where the devs kind of did make changes, but then they kind of flipped and never made changes in that they only kind of supported one loud voice of the community. Because obviously there's going to be millions of voices. Um, but the game I'm talking about is Fortnite. They got to a point to where they were listening to a bunch of casuals that are like, look, sometimes I just want to play Fortnite. I, I don't want to act like it's game day, tournament day, every single day, you know. And obviously you have ranked mode, like the sweats you're playing ranked, and I should be able to play casuals. Um, but see, the ranked people, they got their Twitch channels, and so they're trying to stomp on people for their Twitch so they keep joining the casual stuff. Now, what Epic did is that they started to just make full-blown tools or uh, weapons that counter, that directly counter a lot of the try-hard sweat strats. In my the God, hamster balls. the crying from the mountaintops, like, I thought people were going to start taking hostages if they didn't take out the wrecking balls, for instance. And then there were some things to where, like, glitches were kind of being exploited. And they fixed the glitch. And I saw people threatening that they're going to quit. Like, like big streamers were threatening they're going to quit Fortnite. They're going to this game. Like, essentially making, like, ransom demands of, like, fix this now or I'm taking my business elsewhere. And Do you mind if I go on? Like bring in another example because I like I think the the general point you're making is is that something can work for a section of the player base and not a, a not another section, right? Yes, and that's one and thing. So okay, but but and, that's what I'm saying is like the, they were listening well, to here, the casuals. They were listening to the casuals for a moment, and it was a nice time. Like I get it. Um... I had some fun with the wrecking ball. Like, I mean, the video game, the part of the, the point of the game is that it should be fun. Um, for as many as you can make it fun, you know? But the tryhards just, just wasn't having it. Like, they were just so upset. Like, I actually unsubbed from the subreddit because I got tired of reading every single post was complaining. Like, this was a, a crime against the Geneva Convention. Um, like just they were Ooh, a okay. crime against the Geneva Convention. <laughs> like, and uh, screw you, Geneva. And then finally, they did away with stuff like the wrecking ball and other things. And then I started seeing posts of people like saying, "This is it, guys. I'm stepping away. This game's too hard." Because like these kids, I've said the line before, they're like snorting G fuel and getting in there. Uh, they build like madmen because the game is all about building. And then, of course, people will say, well, that's the game. Like, learn to love it. Da-da-da-da. But the thing is, is that when they tried to fix what was called glitches, they got really, really angry. And then the gameplay became the glitch. So they had to embrace the glitches and, like, the edits and stuff. And so then it bec- the game becomes unattainable for a lot of people to play because the only way that they're going to have even a chance to compete in the top 50 is that they got to learn how to play by these particular glitches in the edits. Um, now, this was years ago, so I can't remember all the exact details. But essentially, the game was being played one way, kind of in a broken way. But those people didn't want to have to learn a new official way that was better per the rules. So they just cried until Epic folded. And now... There's, I, I know of so many people I've seen in so many comments across um, all over the place that they love Fortnite, but they stopped playing because of they only catered to the loudest complainers. 
and it was usually like the pros and stuff at the top. And so just being loud about a problem doesn't mean that that problem is the most valid to be addressed, you know? And of course it's it's up to the developers to, to weigh exactly the problems and, and, and determine what is an actual serious problem. But it sounds like the current or transportation thing isn't working for anybody. Well, yeah, so, but that, that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't really, I think it's working great for, for me, you know, uh, I really enjoy sailing the open ocean and I think they've done a lot to make it enjoyable. There's a certain amount of like a certain amount of challenge to it, especially when storms come around or there's like sea monsters and there's risk and like, it's really pretty and you know, uh, they have different climate, you know, you can end up sailing in a storm, you can end up sailing in fog. Right. And I've made like one run up from where I'm building to like, you know, another coast over and over and over again. And I, I'm going to be honest, man, I'm still not tired of it. It works great for me. Yeah. It does not work for those other people. And I think one credit or one, one thing people might be thinking about, um, the Fortnite example is like, oh, well, you know, that has to do with attainability and blah, blah, blah. And this isn't attainability. This is quality of life stuff or preference stuff or whatever. Right. And it's like, yeah, but I think you can find other examples. Um, to pull from a game, uh, conversation that me and West are having before the show, we are talking about Shovel Knight and how it's kind of a, a love letter to older retro or some some old you know games, right? Mm-hmm. And I've played other modern side scrollers where they've sort of updated the gameplay, yeah, to buffed out, just some feel of the smoother, stuff. Mm-hmm. right? And I prefer those, but I can see why to someone who has nostalgia for those old games, that yeah. somewhat clunkier gameplay. There's a real value in that, right? Because and when so he, it's one of those situations Lucas said, where when know, Lucas said he didn't like the jumping, I'm like, excuse me, um, the jumping. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Because he, like he I felt like at home with the jumping. I'm like, this this jumps like a retro game. What what are you complaining about? Lucas? Are you criticizing and then I was like, you my know childhood? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because um, Shovel Knight, I feel, is like a perfect. Oh, I can't say perfect, and then give it nine out of ten. But no, it. It's solid. like they nailed it with what it's they solid, did. It's solid, yeah. And so when Luca had a complaint, I'm like, um, you weren't even born then, so you can't say anything. So, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, but my my I guess my point is that like, what I will say is I feel like both of these are are like okay if it was Shovel Knight, they could introduce an option where you could you know switch back and forth, you know, just a little just a little on off switch. There was like more modern, you know, uh, game feel or whatever, right? Um. Uh, and with Valheim, you could have a server option that's just, you know, have teleport or have portals at all, have portals that, you know, exclude all metal items or whatever, have portals that only exclude ore, and then just have portals that could be used, whatever, you know, like, in, you know, take whatever. That, that would be, matter, that would right? be the most and that, that straightforward would, way to fix it. Exactly. Yeah. That, that would be something that would please everyone. And that's something that's not available with those Fortnite situations, unless, I don't know, you start introducing... Super duper streamer mode versus pleb Which, mode, right? Well, um, people. So, or, some people have asked, um, and and I know it's silly, but some people have just asked, like, maybe have a mode to where it's um no build mode, or like they implemented for like a like I think it was like a week period. They had it actually. I doubt it even lasted a week. It was probably like three days because the crying was so loud. Is that you can only build so high? And oh, yeah. So, like, you weren't building these, like... Destroying the meta. Yeah, exactly. And so people were outraged. And then, you know, they would make tools, like the boombox thing, which I thought was kind of funny. Because, again, these people are going to build so high all the time. Well, how do you counteract that? Okay, I want to throw this boombox. It's just going to... The base is going to rumble your tower down. So you're going to have to come down and fight me like a man. And then, um... But, nope. They're like, no. No, boombox is unfair. Wrecking ball is unfair. The the thing to where people could use to build their own tower, they can throw a little like a little orb, and then their own tower pops up. Like no, so like literally every step of the way, the tryhards, the sweats, their wishes were honored. Almost and, every time in the end, when it came to this versus that, the sweats always won. And I I was saying that you know maybe you could fix that by introducing a you know super duper stream mode versus pleb mode right but let's be honest if you took all the plebs out of the rotation with the super good players mm-hmm. 
and they were playing, you know, like, because I assume what you'd have to do is you'd have to have it be that the, you know, streamer, you know, like, excellent, you know, oh, man, I can build a 3,000-story tower in 30 seconds, people, right? They would basically not have these items that come in to sort of counteract that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you would have those items rolling through the, the sort of pleb mode, yeah? Yeah. But they would get mad because they couldn't wreck the plebs because they were in a tank yeah, with only themselves. We, we you see know? this with uh, Call of Duty actually with the uh, matchmaking. Oh and yeah, yeah. They yeah. hate it, and like literally, I've seen the arguments and I've argued with them that they have admitted that it doesn't look good for them on Twitch unless they can get like a kill streak every match. And and to that I say like Timmy, who's twelve, didn't buy the game. So he can be a pawn in your Twitch stream. Empire. Your yeah, Twitch like, empire. Like, that's not what he's there for. You know, so let little Timmy be matched with other people at his skill level. And if you want to be a tryhard and all that stuff and go and pedal to the, um, pedal to the metal all the time, well, then you're going to end up being in the higher uh, uh, ranked matches. And you're going to have a hard time. If you're really that good, you're going to always look that good against these higher rank matches. I've snuck in there from time to time. As I've said, with Call of Duty, I've been surprising myself with how good I've been at times. And then about three, four matches where I'm just killing it, I get put in my place real fast because they bump me up. And then I'm like bottom tier, just getting wrecked. And I'm starting to notice people are hopping around a lot more. I'm getting sniped from trees and stuff. And it's like the map doesn't have trees. It's like, where are they coming from? It just gets crazy. But yeah, they, uh, they, they don't like, they don't want um, to have to compete. They just want to be able to stomp on people. And in Fortnite, they've let that kind of go ham to where the sweats are listened to in call of duty. It's still matchmaking. And I think it's great that way, but yeah. So there's there's one aspect of this that is um may, maybe maybe seen as a problem for game developers and that is the genre of the game that you are creating has so much influence on what kind of solutions are viable and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. Um so for instance a battle royale by nature of the game itself it depends on individual or small group skill in the combat system. That's just the way that it works. If you're going to have a game where you spawn in solo, usually, or small groups, you're just trying to find weapons. Not everybody has the same gear quality. The map is constantly shrinking. There's a lot of open space. If you're not good, you're just not going to have fun. That is by nature of the genre. And they can try and fix it as much as as much as they want. You know, they can they can try and tweak it here and there, but they are limited by the genre that they chose. And there there are some games, so for instance, Hunt Showdown. It's more of a king of a hill, king of the hill. I mean, I guess a hill if there's multiple bounties, but that's besides the point. Um it's more of a king of the hill type game mode. You can get in, and if you're really bad you can still have fun and play and you can kill some zombies and you can leave on your own pacing. It's not, it's not only one person gets out alive. And so with that, they, they afford themselves a few more opportunities, but that's not a battle royale. So when these game developers lock into something, they, they really have to sit through and just deal with it. And in a lot of, in a lot of areas, the solution to this is custom servers and Mm -hmm. custom server browsers Every like every single source game has a custom server browser, basically. Um, so you know when I'm when I'm playing Counter Strike, Go, Counter Strike Global Offensive, and I want to play a classic style gun game mode and not the one that's built in, I can just pull up a custom server browser. The downside to this is that sometimes these custom servers, I'll say I'll say most times, they enact certain game rules and game modes that conflict with the um, design vision of the game itself. Like, yeah, it it really doesn't make sense 
for Counter-Strike Go for me to be playing on a map that's Lego Bricks or The Simpsons, and I, if I if I get a kill streak of three people in rapid succession, I get a speed boost and I can double jump. That doesn't make sense, but that works for the game community that plays that server. Mm-hmm. You, you're okay. You, you're you're having the best of both worlds as much as you possibly can. Um, and you know, if Valve says, "Hey, we're going to add in more game modes to try and to try and keep." more on brand, I guess, um, with, with, with gun game, more power to them, but you're going to encounter problems with your genre. And a lot of times the only way to evade those problems is to give it to the community and let them create what they want. That is something that Valve since its inception has been very conscientious about. Um, when they were developing Half-Life Opposing Force, the first DLC for Half-Life, they outsourced it to another company. And they said, you cannot change too much of the code here because you risk breaking community content that has been created for Half-Life, right? Good on Valve for that. Epic, I don't know if they've done stuff like that. It, well, it, it's I just mean, not do you get it. all kinds of customization for... options um, in their creator mode or creative mode? Well, well I mean, mode? I mean yeah. like actual modding not like hey here's our sandbox but like you know actual modifications to it and, and there are some games that just don't allow that at all it's yeah it's very deep i'll say that like it, it's about as deep as it can be without modding in the code and stuff uh now to answer fogman's questions tryhards can just smurf their accounts so what are they whining about well with call of duty for instance uh, their skill-based matchmaking is so good that they can smurf their account all they want. They're going to figure out that you're good within five matches, and then they're going to shoot you right back up to where you were. And so you would have to intentionally play bad. And then you're kind of like wasting time. Like, what are you going to play bad for four matches just so you can really stomp on some people who just bought Call of Duty for your Twitch stream? It's not a good time. Here's here's um, my two stream or two game long stream, guys, where I uh, I smurfed my account and uh, oh shit, I'm back to the top. Yeah, and so in my opinion, um, I think Call of Duty's doing great by the skill based matchmaking. It is what it is. If you're good enough, it's going to shine through every time, and you shouldn't like who would want to act like they're good just because they're stomping on twelve year olds call of duty yeah it's it's literally easy mode or maybe like, it's what if maybe it's not even the skill-based matchmaking is, is an issue it's that these nine-year-olds like mr dean from last week are just that good and you're getting slow <laughs> old man with your 17 year old self oh my gosh like maybe they're just that good it's not skill-based matchmaking it's just that all the children are good um i, I think i think you're absolutely dead on though that other players who have purchased the game do not exist as NPCs for you to beat for Twitch clout. Yeah. And, like, but that's the thing is that they keep complaining. And it's like most of them, when you get to the root of it, it's like, okay, you don't actually care about the game being good or balanced. You just want the game to be balanced for your Twitch needs. That's not cool. Now, yeah, that's, that's absolutely worthless because that doesn't improve the game. And I guess to, to get back to what the original reason that all this got brought up was is is the point that Wes was making is that there are certain times where the community gives feedback and that feedback does not necessarily indicate a legitimate or or deep need to change the game right yeah Uh, and i mean i i I guess i just i want to point out that i think valheim is very much in a position where those model making it more modelable, having custom servers and a custom server browser legitimately is a very good solution to that uh to the issues that, that have been brought up now they um, do have a valheim plus mod that does some interesting little things such as like you don't have to build a roof over your workshop to use your workshop um you can turn off the snapping on some of the buildings so you can make it easier to build stuff I think they even removed the um, the burden on the different materials. So, like, if you want to build with wood as high as you want, you can build as high as you want. If you want to build with stone, you can build with stone. It doesn't matter. It's just more aesthetic. Skyscraper time. Um, but, again, with these things, I'm sure you guys at some point or another have played a game that you really like the challenge of it, but then somewhere along the lines you found some cheat codes, and you're like, I'm going to play with these cheat codes. 
and it kind of breaks the game, and you never pick up the game after that, after, after you go crazy with cheat codes. Does that ever happen with you guys? No, actually. Because, like, I've, like, with Grand Theft Auto... I feel like that's, like, a GTA San Andreas-type experience that people have. Well, I was, I was going to say, with GTA in the past, um, I've played with cheat codes, and you go crazy for a while, but then after that, it's like, well, I mean, it can't get much better than this with the cheat codes. There's nothing really left to strive for. I'm kind of done with this game. Age of Empires, they had a cheat code to where you can get a Corvette with a gun mounted on top. <laughs> then like laser soldiers. So you're pretty much going up against like Roman chariots with a Corvette and you're just machine gunning them down. And uh that's what that's what we should what, be doing with these. What is with there to do after that? Um if you want better Twitch numbers, just use cheat codes. Don't tell anyone there. though. Don't tell anyone that you have God mode enabled. Oh you're yeah, I'm gonna really tell good. them like this really long, convoluted way of how it makes sense that I have a Corvette and I'm gunning down. Egyptians of the pyramid times, you know, um, <laughs> it's gonna make a lot of sense, but yeah, I don't know. Just in my opinion, cheat codes or shortcuts can kind of break the game. And, uh, someone said, it's like, why go back to regular Minecraft after playing modded? Yeah, for sure. And like the stuff to where it's not even modded that much, just proper shaders. I feel disgusted, almost violated. When I play old Minecraft, I'm like, I can't believe I paid money for this. Like, this game looks so bad. Geneva Convention. This game looks so, so bad without proper shaders. And, like, ugh, I, I just can't. I can't. And, um, yeah. Why go hey, back to regular Minecraft? Uh, while we're ramping down the discussion about this and talking about bad things, I just wanted to let people know. Um, I've been playing through Half-Life 1. That's a good game. If you have it and you haven't played it, or you don't have it, and it, you I don't have know the if money it for on it? sale, it probably goes on sale. Yeah, if, if you are looking to play a classic game, let me tell you what, it holds up in a lot of areas. It doesn't hold up in, in some, but um, it's one of those rare despite games, it looking bad. Yeah, it's one of those rare games that you're like, did I miss out? Should I play this just to know what was up? It's worth the time to check it out. So I've been I've been going through, um, you know. Hey, I I can I can agree with uh, West's sentiments about Minecraft, except for applied to Half Life. It's an ugly game in a lot of ways. Um, I would actually say I, I like it better than Minecraft before they did the texture overhaul, like two years ago when they improved Minecraft. Um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 really holds up. I feel like I just need to get that out there. Because I, I mean, think that's a game that's generally forgotten because Half-Life 2 is just so much bigger than it, right? But hum humble beginnings that were really quite good. 1998, which, is, which was a good year. We were talking about that before the podcast. There were a lot of iconic games released in 1998. A, a lot. ton. And the fact that so far 2021 has Hitman 3 and Valheim as like games that people are talking about and playing. And not even that know. much with Hitman, honestly. It, and there's not yeah, much that, that that exists coming and really. gone. But it, it's it's come and gone, but I I'm not gonna say that Hitman three was not an iconic release of this year. Or not an iconic, an impactful release of yeah, this okay, year. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna cover it more next week, but there is a game that's starting to pick up steam that you guys might be interested in checking out, and it's called Loop Hero. And I heard that it is a game that is appealing, that transcends across game genres. And so you might want to look into for yourself from initial look at the game. It's got a level of quality and certainty in its style that it seems like they know what they're doing and they made the game that they set out to make. And uh, the music is pretty solid. And in my opinion, usually when they get the music solid, it's because they cared enough to get that right. And if they cared enough about the music, which oftentimes gets left to the wayside, they must have cared in developing the rest of it. At least that's one of my first initial tests before I put too much more time into a game. So that being said, Loop Hero, you might want to check that out as far as a game to play this year. 
And uh, yeah, I think we proved our point and that the gamers are always right because we're right about Every them time. being wrong at times. <laughs> so it's come full circle. Um, for those participating in the chat, we always appreciate having you here and thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, know that we record these live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash heavyshelf. If you head on over there, you can uh, follow us, maybe even subscribe. That'd be nice. If you have Amazon Prime, you can do that for free because you get one subscription every month. And you will see below on Twitch all of our panels to all the links for our other goodies. We have a website, heavyshelf.com, where we write articles, think pieces, reviews, and sometimes even some parody articles from our guy Moose here. So you might want to check those out. And then you'll see the Discord link where you can come talk to us directly even join in on the fun for Valheim. For instance, we have a Valheim server that we've been talking about in great length in this podcast. And uh, we're even going to be doing some rest playing here soon. So you definitely want to get in on that by joining our Discord. Again, thank you for tuning in and hope to see you again next week.